Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Cranberry Radio. I'm host David Vogelpohl, and I'd like to welcome you to the show. Um, I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to hear you here every week on Press This. We release a new episode every Tuesday. You can download episodes at cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. You can also search for us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. Today, we're going to be interviewing with WordPress core contributor and popular WordCamp speaker, Stephen Word. Welcome, Stephen. Thank you, David. It's good to be here. Awesome. So we're really happy to have Stephen here today. He's going to be talking to us a little bit about the WordPress community, how it's structured, and how um, you can use your knowledge of the community to help make your business and your WordPress sites better. But before we jump in with Stephen, this is actually a very special episode of Press This. Um, for those of you that are old school with Cranberry and, and in its previous iteration, Web, uh, Webmaster Radio, you might remember the pre- Press This podcast from the past. Um, This is actually the first episode of the podcast since 2011, when at that time, host Yoast Valk of Yoast SEO was hosting the show. And this is the first episode after bringing the podcast back, and we're really excited um, to bring this back to the Cranberry Radio Network. 
Um, it's kind of funny. The last episode of the Press This Show before it took its hiatus was how to monetize your blog. And I'm kind of curious if Mr. Yost learned how to monetize his blog and has built a very successful business um, since then. Uh, but but certainly um, his success and part of his success was tied to his participation here and helping to bring knowledge about WordPress and SEO um, to the listeners of Cranberry. Um, so for me, Webmaster Radio and Cranberry is actually very special to me. Um, I remember when I first got started in um, online marketing and um, optimizing websites, um, I actually listened to a lot of the shows on Webmaster Radio at that time. I listened to Yo's show. I listened to Danny Sullivan's The Daily Searchcast. I listened to Todd and Greg on SEO Rockstars. And it was they were valuable sources of information for me. They helped me learn things that I could apply in my business and in my job. And they gave me a background and information into the things I was trying to learn that I wasn't able to get in other places. And so for me, these podcasts served a very valuable role as I um, evolved my career, my knowledge, and my goal in hosting this show and sharing information and guests with you is for that same purpose, is really to give you actionable tips, actionable information that you can take back that helps make your WordPress sites better. Um, and so that's, to me, that's one of the main focuses of what we're trying to do here. Um, so as the show evolves, we'll be, ha we'll be showcasing segments, um, segments that help you understand what's going on in the WordPress community. How is the platform evolving? What new tools and features are available? Who are the key players? Um, what are the news and insights from across the WordPress ecosystem? Uh, we'll be bringing on amazing guests. Um, through my role at WP Engine, of course, I got to know a lot of people in the WordPress community. Um, and so we have a very large group of people who will be calling on to help share this information and, and to interview and to give you information that you can use in your business, um, sharing, again, incredible insights. Um, and so that's the focus of the show. Again, this is kind of the revival episode of the show, the Press This Podcast. And so this is the framework that we'll be doing. We'll be interviewing people from across the industry and getting actionable insights that you can use to actually help make your site better. So to kick off, we're actually going to go ahead and interview Mr. Stephen Word today. Um, again, I mentioned earlier that Stephen is a contributor to WordPress Core, um, and we're going to learn a little bit more about that. And he's also a very popular WordCamp speaker. A lot of people um, listen to Stephen, attend his talks at WordCamps, and um, he helps to give back to the community through those speaking engagements um, and really helping people make their WordPress experiences better. So welcome, Stephen. Hey, thank you so much. You're too kind, David. Awesome. And you have like the world's most appropriate name for, for WordPress being your specialty, Stephen Word. Um, was this was this plan? Would you have been a Joomla guy if you were named as Stephen Joomla? It doesn't really roll off the tongue the same way, does it? No, I think I just got lucky with that one. Um, but wouldn't trade it for the world is pretty good for uh, personal brand recognition. I'm not going to lie. Yes, I know. It's like the entire platform is named after you. We know that's not true, and we're actually probably going to learn not. a little bit about that uh, here in the interview. But you know, one of the things that somebody asked me one time um, at an event when I was speaking, I thought it was pretty cool. A question. I thought it might be neat to also ask you the same question. What's your personal WordPress origin story? Like, how did you first get involved with it? How did you first become exposed to it? What's your personal WordPress story? How did you get connected to WordPress? Sure. Um, so to really, really properly address that question, we have to go back um, almost about 17 years. So um, 
So I'm a 35 right now. Um, so right at the turn of the millennium, um, I was segueing from uh, high school to, to college. And um, in my senior years of high school, um, I kind of learned, you know, through um, maybe an introductory through, a, through an early computer science class that um, I really like doing stuff on the web. Um, I like getting the visual feedback that you get when you have um, something that's maybe not as low level as some of the stuff that I had been taught. And um, so basically, I was just kind of a hobbyist. Um, I started playing around with HTML back in those days, um, you know, go forward a little bit and, uh, you know, you learn more. And uh, I started working with PHP and MySQL. Um, and I took a little hiatus at that point, um, went off and did college and, and you know, studied for my degree. Um, but even after my degree was complete, I felt like uh, it wasn't really ticking all the right boxes for me. And I felt myself keep going back to web development. Um, and this would take us to about uh, 2004. Um, WordPress itself uh, was forked um, in May of 2003. Uh, and one of the things that was um, very early recognizable for the WordPress project for me um, was that it took care of a lot of really painful problems um, and helped me build things quicker uh, in a way that I could trust. Um, for example, uh, before I had been introduced to WordPress, um, I had tried a software called Mambo. Uh, most of you would know that as uh, Joomla these days, and um, not to knock on it, it was uh, great at the time, but um, it didn't it didn't necessarily make my life uh, or my projects as intuitive or easier to create. Um, but then, you know, through more experimentation, I, I found WordPress, and it just really um, made it, you know, something to where I wasn't managing users or you know worried about database sanitization and things like that took a lot of the hard work of um, managing content and um, made it a lot more approachable for a developer without stifling creativity. Um, I mean, if we're gonna keep going beyond that, um, you know, my journey then led me to uh, seven years of freelancing. Um, so I did that and um, really, really enjoyed that. Um, then at, after that, um, I kind of reached a point in my career where I felt like I couldn't, um, manage bigger or um, more clients. Um, so I joined a, an agency uh, up in Boston and Boston's where things really, really started to turn around for me. Um, one, I joined a WordPress meetup group. Um, for those of you that are not involved or have never been exposed to one of those, um, I'll talk about this a little bit more later, but I'd like to highlight that as probably the single best thing I ever did for uh, my WordPress career. It gave me uh, exposure to the community for the first time um, presented me with speaking opportunities, um, and it even, uh, through those networks actually helped me, um, get a sponsored job doing WordPress core development here at WP Engine. I think that's one of the interesting things about the WordPress community for me. People, you know, I, I, I also was in the agency business for a while and used WordPress extensively in that work, and I never really got involved with the community. Um, I used the tool, I was familiar with its updates, and of course the people working for me were as well. I think that's one of the things a lot of people that use WordPress in their business don't realize is the value and power of the community um, to learn new things um, and then to also uh, segment in to help them with their business through the networking and the friendships you make and other ways to add value. So it's really interesting to hear um, that's part of your origin story and kind of how you've been evolving um, through WordPress over time. And it's kind of funny, another thing that I heard you say in all that was, I was a developer. I discovered WordPress and it helped me solve annoying problems. 
Now, a lot of people actually, their origin story in WordPress is, I wasn't a developer. I used WordPress because it gave me some of the capabilities to self-serve, to build my own things. And so you have these very two distinct approaches to WordPress. And they're pretty common, and obviously there's other use cases. So in that lens, like to you, WordPress was a bit of a development framework. And to others, it's a bit of a DIY framework. So how do you describe what WordPress is to other people? Um, and you know, and that's, uh, you're gonna have to give me a few minutes to address that because that's a, that's a multifaceted question. Well, let's go with the first <laughs> half of that question. Then we're gonna take All a right. quick break and then we'll finish with the last half when you're done. All right. Um, I think the, the way that I would like to describe it is it is, um, there's an analogy that's been used in the community for a little bit that I just really, really fell in love with. Um, the short answer is WordPress is a open and free, uh, content management system based on PHP and MySQL and some JavaScript these days. Um, the better answer is, is that, um, it's a piece of software. Um, and I think of it as an unopened box of Lego bricks, right? It's, um, it's a series of components that can be used to create software. Um, it's just on the outside of that Lego box. They're having a blog right now. Okay. And so that's, that's really interesting. Um, cause, uh, the, the Lego analysis. And I think what we'll do is we'll explore that after this quick break. So we're going to take two uh, minutes real quickly and take a quick break. And we'll be back after these messages. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Let's press forward with more Press This only on cranberry.fm. 
All right, everybody, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast. We are on with Stephen Word, and we're going to continue our interview. Uh, Stephen was telling us about how he explains WordPress to others. Stephen, you were talking about WordPress being a box of Legos, and that many people see the box of Legos to build a blog, but of course you can do other things with it. So I was hoping you could expand a little bit on that. Um, you know, What do you mean by that? Like People think of WordPress as, I'm going to install a theme and do a blog a lot of the times, and it, certainly I know it's more than that. I'm guessing a lot of the people listening also think that, but what are your thoughts on that? Sure. I mean, I think that um, a lot of the identity of WordPress is still um, strongly tied to the blog because, you know, for the first uh, better part of the the first decade that it was around, um, that's what its purpose was. It was to create a low barrier of entry um, for people to radiate information. Um, democratize you know, the web, yeah, right? Democratize yes, the web, the, you know, saying, yeah. that's the core principle. Um, and so, you know, through early adoption, you would see, um, you know, a lot of people would make that blog that was pictured on the front of the box. Um, and you have a lot of adoption through um, media outlets. Newspapers are very large consumers. Um, you also see quite a bit of adoption um, through things like universities where they need to communicate um, content outwards. Um, but then as an evolution of that, you can also, um, as I was saying, kind of take the bricks that you want and uh, maybe not use all the bricks in the box and maybe making something completely different. Um, I've seen it used for something as simple as a like single page marketing campaign um, to something as complicated as Happy Tables, which uh, is um, basically a WordPress powered application um, that serves the restaurant business. And you know they've distilled WordPress down to serve content still, um, but it's specifically geared for like a restaurant niche. So instead of posting uh, t uh, pages and things like that, you have things like menus um, and reservations. Um, you know, there's also probably a pretty big distinction with how people perceive um, WordPress.com versus WordPress.org. And it's I, funny you bring that up. That's actually my next question. And, and that's, you know, WordPress, and we've talked about it in the context of it being a development framework. Um, we've also slightly talked about it in the context of being a bit of a DIY framework, right? You sure. can pick your own themes and plugins and do your own things despite not being an advanced developer. Um, but then that, that really raises the question of the platform itself, right? It's open source. There's WordPress.org. There's WordPress.com. And then there's the organization behind all of that. And, you know, we touched on this a little bit during your intro, but you're very involved with the community and, and the foundation as it relates to WordPress core and some of the community and contributor events. So for those of people that aren't in the community that are maybe using WordPress for their business but don't understand how it all works, like what is a WordPress, maybe you could give us a little tour. Like what are the differences between .com and .org? How does the open source project of WordPress work? And then um, you know, how does the community kind of uh, galvanize around that? Okay, That's sure. a big question. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a big question. I'll do my, uh, <clears throat> do my best to do it justice. Um, so the .com.org, um, I wouldn't call it a debate, but the uh, the difference between the two is something, uh, especially for people who are new to the project or new to the space, uh, can be a little bit confusing. Um, so .org is an organization. Uh, it is the owner of the WordPress open source project, if you want to think of it as a sense of ownership. Um, but it is free. It's open source. Um, so <clears throat> while they do own things like trademarks for WordPress, um, they're not necessarily or actually do not. Um, guide project direction. Um, that is done by itself. Um, WordPress.com, on the other hand, is an entity owned by Automatic, um, is a large um, multi-site blog um, that is offered to the public for free. Um, you don't have uh, as many 
options as far as creating things like um, applications or doing rapid prototyping, things like this. Um, but it is a very, very quick way for someone with a voice to be heard. So the, <clears throat> if I understand this, and of course I have some background on this already, but just from your point of view, um, Dot.org represents the open source project of WordPress, which is the framework that we've been discussing. WordPress.com is a commercial business basically for creating sites quickly, which uses WordPress technology. Correct. Yes. Okay, so gotcha, gotcha. WordPress.com adopts um, the software created from the WordPress project. Um, <clears throat> it is just it's a really good example of a successful WordPress um, installation uh, operating at scale. Uh, but it is privately owned, correct? And the company that owns WordPress.com is actually, of course, has a connection to the 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 company, uh, the, org the organization which manages the open source project, Automatic, and that's spelled funny and for an interesting reason. Why? why tell me a little more about Automatic and, and the background behind Automatic and why there's this connection. Sure. So um, as mentioned earlier, um, the project was formed back in 2003 as a fork of, a, of an open source project called uh, B2 Cafe Log. Um, and that was done by a pair of co-founders, Matt Mullenweg and Mike Little. Um, Matt Mullenweg went on to form Automatic. Um, and with regards to the spelling, um, Automatic is spelled with two T's um, because it contains the word Matt. <laughs> as simple as that. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the clip that they were doing with the stars from Silicon Valley where they were showing startup names and they had to guess what it was? I did. Um, I did get a good chuckle out of that. Um, if you haven't seen that, it's 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 worth a Google. Yeah, the character <laughs> sees the name Automatic and he, he guesses out loud that uh, it must be owned by a guy named Matt and the producer's like, oh yeah, actually it is. Spot, like, on. Really? <laughs> Spot uh, on. It's kind of, kind of funny there. But um, so that's, that's a good difference because I know there's a lot, uh, sometimes that can be confusing for people. Like if I'm looking for plugins, do I go to .com or .org? And, and generally, at least for the, the open source project WordPress, you would go to essentially to .org. I mean, WordPress.com has their own plugins as well. Um, but, but in terms of like searching all the open source uh, directory plugins, for example, that's done in .org. Um, yeah, if you were if you were creating your own WordPress site and going to self-host or, or have it hosted um, with a managed host or something like that, um, yeah, you're going to have a lot more access to different uh, plugins and themes um, than you would get through .com. And there's actually like a pretty good reason for that. Um, .com is one big network. Um, and at the same time, because of that and because it has to work for everyone at the same time, um, it is a little bit more constricted. Uh, when you are operating your own site, um, if you adopt maybe a piece of software that had um, a problem or wasn't performant, um, it's not going to affect your neighbor. And it also gives you more freedom. Uh, you have a lot more flexibility and creative control, uh, but it comes at a trade-off. Yeah, the way I like to think about WordPress.org in general, uh, the open source project, which um, is in, in some sense a development framework and gives you a lot of flexibility, is that uh, it's kind of the Spider-Man saying, uh, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Um, in uh, environments like WordPress.com where it's more limited, um, there's less things that can go wrong, but then there's less flexibility sometimes compared to frameworks that allow essentially you to do anything. And so that's one way I like to think about it. Um, but uh, but that was really insightful. You know, and again, for people, even myself, even as early as like three years ago, not fully understanding how all those things work. Um, I'm sure people listening also will certainly appreciate that. So what we're going to do is we're going to take one more quick break and we're going to jump right back in with Steven as soon as we get back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Is your website hacked? 
Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Circle. Let's press forward with more Press This only on Cranberry.fm. All right, we're back on the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Cranberry. This is David Vogelpohl, your host, and I'm going to be jumping right back in with Stephen Word, WordPress core contributor and popular WordCamp speaker. Stephen, I really want to thank you for all the questions you've been answering. This has been really, really insightful. Um, you know, I think even if people have been involved with the community, they're probably learning things they never learned before. Um, so we're going to jump right back into it with our next question. Um, earlier, you mentioned through your WordPress origin story um, that you had discovered WordPress as a way to solve, uh, I think you said, annoying problems more quickly. Uh, maybe, that sh- maybe that should be the new sl- uh, tagline for WordPress. Maybe not, but uh, somewhat true. So, you know, if someone were, were thinking about, you know, kind of bridging that gap, they've been self-taught. Maybe they were even a marketer that got into WordPress and had to start coding just to self-survive. Um, but if they really wanted to take that next step and learn how to be an advanced WordPress developer, to use WordPress to build applications like you were describing, to build their own plugins, um, or just to do more advanced things with the Lego pieces that are available in WordPress right now, where should they start? Like, how do you become an what's the how do you start to become an advanced WordPress developer um, from someone who's just kind of like fiddling around? Okay. Um, So, um, you know, when I speak to this question, um, you know, forgive me, I am going to probably uh, do it through the lens of a developer. Um, Please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, look, um, you can't do advanced things without being able to code. And I think that's, you know, I think certainly plugins help you bridge a lot of those gaps without being a developer. But certainly to be custom and scalable and do the things you want to do in your business, you either must code or you must have someone who can code. So I think through the lens of being an advanced WordPress developer, absolutely through the lens. Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, let's go back to the the, the last talking point of, of the origin story there, um, where I was saying that, you know, the day that my life changed in WordPress was the day that I walked into my first WordPress meetup. 
Um, and for those that are not familiar, meetup.com um, has a WordPress group in most major US cities and some of the mid-sized ones. Um, and what that's going to do is it's going to give you exposure to people that are passionate about what you're passionate about. Um, it, you know, it's it's just as much about the networking and, and meeting peers um, as it is is about just getting the, the raw knowledge content that comes out of attending those meetings. Um, best part is they're free. Most of them are held monthly or uh, sometimes bi-monthly. Um, and to even go a step beyond that, um, word camps are invaluable as well. Um, those are uh, usually annual events that occur in a host city. Um, the WordPress Foundation, um, one of the things that they really take pride in is to making sure that it's accessible. Um, so unlike you know a lot of other um, expo style conferences uh, and a lot of other industries, uh, ticket prices are capped at $45. I mean, it's, it's very approachable. I mean, by the time you get your, uh, your lunch and your free t-shirt, like you're already up before you've uh, ingested any knowledge. Um, so that would be one of the things that I would say just to get you going. Um, after that, I would say from, you know, learning how to actually, um, write code well, um, that's a pretty multifaceted aspect. Um, first off, look up um, on developer.wordpress.org, um, look for something called the coding standards. Um, these can seem kind of petty, um, but once you follow uh, code standards and the code that you're writing looks like the code that your neighbor wrote, um, your velocity and effectiveness goes up because everybody's speaking the, lang the same language. This is the WordPress language. codex, right? It is the WordPress. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the WordPress codex um, enforces um, there's actually, okay, so a couple years ago, um, the codex is more of like a code reference guide. Yeah. Um, and the developer guide is more like how to get integrated, um, more of a how-to tutorials type site. Okay, awesome. Um, so then, um, so that's, that's really interesting, um, at least in terms of the resources, right? You have the developer guide, you have the codex for enforcing, and then certainly the community aspect, right? And I'm guessing you'd have to do the documentation if you really wanted to get advanced because it would take you 20 years of going to events to listen to enough sessions. Uh, but certainly from a continuing education perspective, um, as well as just the, the additional benefits of the community, you know, attending those meetups, attending those WordCamps are valuable. So I guess for the last question um, for this podcast for you is, you know, WordPress, you discovered it to solve annoying problems. You've been able to solve and do more complex problems over time. What do you see WordPress evolving into? Is it going to evolve into more of a DIY framework? Is it going to be balanced with, with fulfilling the developer framework? Like, what is the future of it uh, as you see it? I know that obviously it's not getting down to you, but like, what do you see the future of WordPress? Like, how do you see it evolving? Sure. Um, so WordPress has, you know, 29% of, you know, the top 1000 sites uh, on the internet right now. And that has largely been served through content management. Um, I would say that one of the challenges that we have in growing further um, is to make sure that we aren't tapping out that like um, that blog market. Um, there are quite a few competitors on that front. So where I see WordPress um, just really gaining that extra boost that it needs to to keep going um, into more and more markets um, is one, I think that um, everything that the REST API um, has enabled, it allows you to uh, take a headless approach to WordPress. And I think that we're gonna just start seeing more and more of that. Because um, traditionally when you write um, a WordPress theme through something like a PHP templating engine, um, you're already constricted. You're constricted by PHP, um, you're constricted by functions that are built into WordPress for displaying certain types of content. 
Um, the future of WordPress is well, WordPress is only going to be powering um, what most of us know as the administrative tool. Um, and then front-end uh, developers and designers will have the uh, flexibility to ingest um, the content through JSON um, and display it in a way that is completely unique. So I think the, to put that another way, um, WordPress sites are going to stop looking like WordPress sites. And, oh my goodness, uh, that's a whole <laughs> other episode. What does a WordPress site look like? Right. I have that debate so often. But that's a really interesting perspective of attacking the other 70%, because you're right. I've never uh, actually discussed this with you before, but that's very interesting to think that the other 70% might re be reflecting sites that are more like applications. And that by enabling things like REST API and things like the WPCLI, and, and we'll get into this in future episodes, what all these things are if you don't know, um, but these are advanced developer tools for WordPress, um, but that would be an interesting way to attack the other 70%, especially if the core 29% might be under threat from more like true DIY blogging platforms. Um, so really appreciate your time here today, Stephen, and really appreciate the listeners for joining um, this uh, inaugural re re resurgence podcast on the Press This our episode on the Press This podcast. So I really want to thank everyone for listening. Just a reminder, we put out new episodes every Tuesday. Again, you can uh, find new episodes at cranberry.fm forward slash shows uh, forward slash press this. Uh, you can search for us on iTunes, r Hyatt Radio, and SoundCloud. Again, I'm your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community every to you here every week on Press This. Thank you. Thank you. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.